You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 25, October 27th, 2020. This show is produced in partnership with Hospitality Technology and Restaurant Technology Network. Smarter hotels, smarter restaurants. I'm Adriana Kosiba from Bring, and you're listening to Skip on the Tech Chef Podcast. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive-through or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the Tech Chef. Hello, my friends. It's me, your host, Skip Campbell, otherwise known as the Tech Chef. Last week, I threw out a challenge to all of you, and while some people responded with pieces of the answer, nobody figured out exactly what I was referring to when I introduced myself as Whiskey 4 Alpha Juliet Kilo or W4 AJK. Now, if you would have just entered that into a browser, you would have seen that it was my call sign for amateur radio. That's right. In my spare time, I love to play around with a hobby, amongst other hobbies I have that I'm going to gradually tell you about during our podcast journey together. When I was living in South Florida, I even volunteered at the Emergency Operations Center to provide communications during hurricanes. Now, that was quite an experience. Now, it's too bad you guys didn't do your research, as that little puzzle was worth a $50 Amazon gift card. I'm going to have to save that for a future challenge, okay? Speaking of giveaways, make sure you listen to this entire episode to learn more details about our big new contest. This prize package is worth thousands of dollars. Do I have your attention yet? Today is the second and the last part of the Native Delivery miniseries. Hey, it's called Mini for a reason, right? It is my pleasure to introduce you to Adriana Kosiba, Enterprise Sales Director for Restaurants at Bring. Now, what does Bring do and why should you continue listening to this show? Well, first of all, you should be listening to the show because you know I always bring you great guests with really cool technology solutions. Number two, you are going to want to learn more about Bring, which allows you to meet all of your off-premise demands quickly and cost-effectively through unified technology. They are able to do this by providing a full suite of front and back-end applications to help leading enterprises maximize their capacity, efficiency, and speed. With more than a decade of experience working in media, retail, and the restaurant industry, Adriana helps enterprises develop strategies and solutions to evaluate their brands to the next level. In her current role, she is helping organizations navigate their off-premise channels via the power of the technology that Bring has to offer. Thank you for having me, Skip. Adriana, tell me a little bit about you and why you joined Bring to begin with. So I am based in Boston, Mass. I'm the restaurant lead for Bring. Uh, I joined, honestly, because I do have a, a true passion for both technology and restaurants, and Bring marries those two interests for me quite nicely. Bring is, is a real end-to-end fulfillment solution for many different industries. So we help retailers to scale up, also optimize uh, all of their off-premise channels. 
we use our different technology solutions to help them seamlessly grow delivery, both first and third party, curbside operations, focus, uh, as well as a number of other capabilities in between. I think the, the ultimate goal of everything that we're doing on the back end is to improve both a brand's operational challenges and the overall customer experience. Well, as you well know, this is the native delivery mini series that we're talking about here today. So let's specifically talk about the challenges of native delivery for a restaurant. I think first and foremost, they envision it being too hard and, and too costly. I think there, there is a lot of confusion around how to get started, where to start, and how to maintain business like that. So kind of walking down the line here, I'm just thinking it through logically. So the restaurant receives an order. Let's talk about the challenges from a driver perspective and maybe the relationship between a restaurant and a driver as well. Absolutely. And I think a lot of these drivers that were at one point, you know, within the gig economy and working for these third parties are now out of work. So I think a lot of them are looking to these brands to potentially go in to work for them in that native experience. So really shifting that delivery from the multiple crowdsource providers and then obviously managing delivery in-house has never been more readily available. And it's a way to keep people employed. I think the, the driver's concern is obviously pay. And are they going to be able to do enough deliveries to maintain the business that they were seeing before? Because I'm assuming drivers are all about volume because they're, they're pretty much working on tips. So the more, the more business that they can get, the better. Let's continue to walk down that consumer experience of, you know, from a, from a customer perspective, my customer wanting Four Rivers food, what challenges does a restaurant trying to do native delivery, uh, how does that translate into issues for potential customer ordering problems? Great question. So I actually think from a customer perspective and, and as consumers, we expect things to to be at our door within a matter of minutes, especially when it comes to food. So we expect that seamless delivery experience. And more often than not, we're not receiving it. So by taking the delivery in-house, that restaurant's going to have far more control over a number of different things from the, the SLAs, so the service level agreements that you're promising your guests and being able to really uh, actually perform them and, and get them the, the food items in 20 minutes, in 30 minutes, whatever the, the number might be. And then you're also able to better share with them a delivery driver location. So in a, a very uh, society, very concerned with health and safety and in contact now, these consumers are able to see when their food is going to arrive. And if it's going to be contactless, you're able, even able to share with them uh, a picture of where their food has been left and letting them know via text or other communication that they are en route and have arrived. Yeah, I think it's more important than ever really to be transparent with the consumer about, you know, the, the chain of custody of that food and, and who's handling it, how many people are handling it and, you know, how it arrives, you know, from the time it's packaged at the restaurant to the time it arrives at the door, what does that mean to a consumer? And I, th I think that is a, a valid concern from a, from a guest perspective in today's world. I was looking through some of the materials that you had sent me specifically about bring, because I had researched your company maybe about a year ago. It had some very interesting aspects to it. And, you know, the more I look through your website and materials, it seemed that you've got this whole ecosystem 
of not only native delivery, but curbside solutions. And I'd actually like to walk through really some of each one of these things. It starts off from menu management all the way down to the real-time customer experience. So maybe we can start at the top and talk about the, um, the menu management piece of Bring. We aim to be that one single source of truth for menu items and pricing. So you're, you're able to really synchronize everything across all of your sales and econ channels, whether you are w- within the same city, county, state, uh, even outside of you know any given country. So that way you really do have the ability to, to synchronize your menu catalog with the different retail systems, um, best determining you know, regional, local, real-time inventory, uh, different pricing for from you know from one ecom channel to one state or county or, or country even, uh, and and better disseminate promotions and availability too. One of the things that our, our customers have found that they are able to glean from using something like this, I think first and foremost is fewer errors uh, and a significant amount of time saved by having to manually do all of this themselves. They're able to to better track and update all of these menu changes in actual real time. I think most of the technologists listening to the show understand the fact that order is placed. You guys have the back end systems to obviously from the menu management, we're controlling controlling that piece, but you have the option to be able to get the order into the system. But I think what makes you mm-hmm. unique is maybe the multi-fleet dispatch and routing piece. Let's talk about that for a second, if you don't mind. I don't at all. It's actually one of my favorite pieces of the the, the solutions and capabilities that we offer. So with the the multi-fleet dispatch and in routing, for example, you're able to dispatch, track, measure every fleet, every driver. You're reducing cost and and improving performance overall. So that that dispatch dashboard that we're offering uh, to our customers really does provide that real-time visibility into every single order across each and every fleet, each and every vehicle, and it's powered by all of these integrations that we're offering with said fleets, uh, and you're bringing in data from the back end uh, with the, the Bring Driver app as well. So this is all really, you know, to increase the capacity of, of what one potential dispatcher would have been doing manually before, and it's often... Um, very relevant in the sense where it's going to lower the cost of, of all of the deliveries overall too. The multi-fleet dispatch option combined with the automatic fleet selection, I think is a very interesting mm-hmm. perspective. And that's kind of the area I want to dig into now, because we're not talking about just managing your own fleets, the self-delivery, the native delivery, whatever you want to call it. But this becomes a mix between your self-delivery and other last-mile delivery partners such as DoorDash or Postmates, for example, correct? Absolutely. And and we see that a number of our current partners and customers are doing just that. While they have their own delivery network and and their first-party drivers, whether they had initially had them prior to the pandemic or if they've gone on to uh, repurpose some of their their current staff to keep them employed and, and further keep the doors open. They're using both sides of, of that, so the the first and the third party delivery, to honestly try to maintain as much of the initial revenue that they had prior to all of this happening in, in March. Just kind of reading through some of the the uh, white papers, it looks obviously you have this API of SDKs, you have the ability for 
uh, or restaurant to be able to tie your systems into their native applications or their native web browser, I'm assuming. But let's talk about that specific delivery piece and the the fleet dispatch. Can the consumer, let's, and I don't know the logic behind it, you're more than welcome to dig into that, but can the consumer see the, the tracking progress within a, a native restaurant app of not only native delivery, but also if you're using DoorDash or Postmates, I mean, does it does it have that capability to be able to look at multiple platforms and relay that back to the guest? It doesn't, it doesn't. So any of the information that will be passed to us via the, the first party, so your self-delivery again, or via the third party, it's all very dependent upon what those companies, the third party, for example, are willing to share back to us. Obviously, if the uh, the self-delivery drivers are using the Bring Driver app or that particular brand's driver app, you know, having used RSDK or, or whatever the configuration might be, that obviously is, is very easy for us to disseminate back out to the customer. So let's say DoorDash, Postmates, or whomever it might be does send us that information, we can absolutely push that back out to the customer. Now, walking through the progression of your suite of products, obviously you have a curbside solution as well because you are really a complete off-premise solution. Uh, what has the demand been for curbside solutions for you guys this year? Honestly, I think it, it might actually outweigh a lot of the, the delivery demand uh, for us currently at Bring. Um, it was something that we actually developed. It was something that was, that was a thought. It was, you know, are we going to do this? And because of COVID, I think we, as well as every other company, really accelerated some of our roadmap to include these solutions that would help not only our existing clients, but potentially help us win business uh, across the board. Um, curbside, obviously, and, and you mentioned it earlier, is is something that can be contactless. It can be uh, a more seamless way for guests to pick up their food, obviously. They're, they're concerned with, you know, getting out of their cars or for whatever reason, maybe they have sleeping children within the vehicle and they can't get out. But it gives people another way to interact with your business. Another component you have is the delivery and, and driver management tool. Maybe you can speak about that a little bit. Delivery is something that's very costly regardless, and I think people are, are constantly trying to, to figure out how to make it a more efficient offering, right? So you're able to really improve driver efficiency as well as coordination. Um, overall visibility across internal and both external fleets is incredibly valuable. Um, you're able to really customize all of the, the delivery management within Bring within the, the driver app, uh, using the SDK, um, all of that really serves as your portal for driver management. So you can, you know, you're relieving yourself of manual entry um, and, and a lot of the activities that somebody would have had to be physically doing. So you're, you automate every driver task and, and all delivery flows. Again, tracking that real-time driver location and activity integrating internal uh, and any customer-facing communication so drivers uh, are able to communicate with both the customer as well as the operational side of the restaurant. Um, they're able to collect tips and share proof of delivery with the customer. Um, and obviously, all of this supports contactless delivery, uh, availability scheduling, so when somebody is actually able to be put onto the schedule itself. 
and tie it all into earning reports uh, as well as a number of other things. One of the last pieces in your your suite of products is that real-time customer experience. And we talked about tracking a little bit, but I'm in very intrigued about the automated customer pickup and the manual customer pickup options. Um, and additionally, the curbside and drive-through arrival piece where you're using a combination of technologies of uh, beacons and Wi-Fi, et cetera. Can you speak to that whole customer piece there? So obviously, you know, a lot of the, the curbside arrival detection is based wholly on somebody having the the mobile app of this particular brand, right? Because it needs to essentially track them. And that, that is going to certainly be the, the sexier version of all of this, um, far more seamless and, and really gives both the, the customer and the restaurant the ability to see, you know, the activity. So that restaurant knows exactly when Adriana or Skip is going to arrive to pick up their food. Uh, but it also gives the the customer um, that that seamless experience. So as they arrive to a restaurant, you're able to meet your SLA given to them, and you know, let's call it two minutes. Within two minutes of that that particular customer pulling up to the restaurant, they know that they're going to have their food brought out to them without having to do anything else. They don't have to call. They don't have to check in. They don't have to really, they don't have to interact, you know, human error being what it is that, you know, that's, that's the best possibility that you have for a, a seamless guest experience. On the other hand, you'll still get people today that don't necessarily want to have uh, another mobile app on their phone. Totally understood. If that happens to be the case, we are able to offer curbside via HTML5. Um, it, I mean, it's a great way, obviously, to prompt people to download the app should they not have it already. But again, in the case where they don't want that, you're able to, again, prompt them, whether it's via text or email or some other communication, to let you know by clicking a button saying, I'm on my way. Uh, and then potentially, again, once they've arrived to the uh, the parking lot or, or parking spot, whatever it might be, to say that I'm here. You know, the, the traditional SLAs may not necessarily apply there because, again, it is less automated, but it does give them a, a more seamless experience than if you weren't offering that at all. The, the real-time customer experience that we offer does really provide a branded experience. You're, you're keeping somebody within your own mobile app, meaning you're keeping the information about them, too. So you're, you're able to let them realize that you are delivering their food. You are providing this experience for them, regardless of who is actually showing up at the door with their food, um, really giving them the, the update that they want, offering them, again, that, that real-time tracking, and then obviously being able to, to safely contact everyone either way, completely masked, really does improve driver and, and customer safety, obviously, is that something that's wildly important uh, now, and I will assume will be uh, as important in the future too. And I think one of the coolest features, and you'll have to tell me some of your your current customers because this has been the pipe dream of myself and other colleagues within the industry where a, a consumer places an order online, they arrive to the restaurant, you know, it's smart, the app is smart enough to know, obviously it has to be a, a an app with your API tied into it but the app is smart enough to know that the guest has arrived and it notifies them, hey, park in spot number three, your food will be out shortly. And there's literally no interaction between the guest and the restaurant. The restaurant knows what's going on. 
it's smart. The system is smart enough to be able to figure that out. And it's a very seamless experience for the consumer. Who is actually using that today? Because I would love to go there this afternoon, go have lunch at a place and, um, and experience that. And I haven't seen it successfully pulled off yet. So that's a, a, a new capability for us. So we are currently building it out for a, a number of clients, but I think most notably Albertson's Grocery Store, uh, as they are the, the second largest grocer in the country, has taken advantage of that and uh, are in build with that as we speak. Okay, great. But as far as other customers that are using our, our current suite of solutions, because, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we do have a... Um, an incredible suite. We are, are working with the likes of McDonald's, the, the RBI brands, Panera, um, outside of restaurant, Walmart and, and AutoZone, even FedEx. So uh, we, we certainly run the gamut with whom we're working with. Let's bring things back around again. At the top of the show, we were talking about the challenges of native delivery for a restaurant. Now let's talk specifically about how bring solves for each one of these native delivery issues identified earlier. So first off, from the restaurant perspective, so let's walk through the process with the Bring suite of products in place. An order is placed online. From a restaurant perspective, what happens? So that order is going to come in, obviously, to the location via a POS, via an OOP or e-com site. Uh, and that order is, you know, then oftentimes, assuming you know, it, it has been directly injected into one of those, will then get pumped into a KDS system and somebody is going to go make that order and have it, you know, pop up ready and it's either going to be picked and packed or prepped and packed, right? So depending upon the the restaurant type. Um, I think the food quality, I think, is, is a huge bone of contention with a lot of brands. Uh, both operationally as well as the customer experience side of things because food gets cold or food gets warm or ice melts in a, in a drink or whatever the case may be. But people want to receive their food, whether it is, you know, a, a curbside pickup or that, that native delivery or third-party delivery, and they want it to be somewhat warm, right? They, they don't necessarily expect it to be hot, but I know there are a, a number of brands operationalizing around all of these off-premise channels and, improving their, you know, customer experience by improving the the quality of the containers that they're packing their food in. One of the things that I think Bring does incredibly well is offer uh, a just-in-time prep. So regardless of when that order comes in from uh, one of the ordering channels, again, the, the native experience most prevalently spoken here, um, it's going to be pushed to the KDS or whatever other system might be in the, in the back of the house only when it's time to actually make that order, which allows for, you know, the, the driver or the customer to arrive just in time for that, that order to be ready for them, meaning that the quality of the food is so much better. And working down the chain of command, order the order is made by the restaurant. It's picked up by one of our drivers from our restaurant, our own fleet. Let's talk about how Bring solves for that whole driver experience. It really does improve the efficiency of the, the way these drivers are delivering food, um, making it you know, all the more efficient 
for the restaurant and the drivers because they're, you know, a driver doesn't want to waste their gas and make too many trips back to a restaurant. They want to ideally do as many drop-offs as humanly possible in one fell swoop. So showing them the the best way to go and, and the best way to get there, like coordinating their actual trip is going to make that driver experience that much better too. And not having to have them choose the way that they're going to go, it's actually automated for them. So it's going to tell them to go to customer A, B, and C, not A, D, B, and C. And it's going to tell them that there's a proper order and how long it'll take them to get there. And anybody who listened to my last podcast, I talked about uh, an experiment or a project that we had during COVID where we had to do some meal deliveries and we'd, we'd have to create a route of 10 deliveries at a time for a driver. And we discovered that route efficiency meant everything, not, not only from a efficiency level from a restaurant and, you know, obviously you could deliver more meals in a less amount of time, but from a frustration level, from a, uh, a driver perspective, if they got frustrated, I don't care how much you were paying them, they didn't want to continue their job because it was just, it was too much stress for them. So, you know, I think the efficiency of the route really makes a difference to a driver because as we talked about earlier, it's all about the driver making as many deliveries as possible in the least amount of time because they're working on tips most of the time, plus a, a low hourly wage, but it's really the volume that's going to drive them. We have brands that are seeing 30% more deliveries per run just because they're, they are using the, the, the proper order batching and then better routes for these particular drivers. And the last piece of the puzzle that Bring is solving for with native delivery is that customer perspective. And we, we just talked about quite a bit of that. I don't know if there's something else you want to add, but, you know, really, does it feel better to the consumer if they're using a product through Bring? I mean, are they, I think what, what happens is restaurants are trying to replace third-party delivery to save cost. And in order to do that, consumers have this new expectation of what they should be receiving, how they should receive it, and all the tracking pieces in between. And if you're going to rip and replace from third-party delivery into native delivery, I truly believe you have to supply those components to the consumer. And from the sounds of it, Bring does a lot of that. They they are able to replicate quite a bit of that, correct? Absolutely. And I think the name of the game with, with every one of our capabilities is truly automating all of it for the, the off-premise operational side of things. And, you know, I think I said, our, our, a lot of our brands have seen double-digit growth in their revenue while reducing the operational costs and friction. But then on the, on the customer experience side, it's about getting the right items to the right customers at the very right time. I can't tell you how many delivery experiences I've had just during COVID where I've gotten the completely wrong order. My order has been canceled 10 to, you know, 12 minutes before it's supposed to arrive after it had already taken an hour to get that far. I I think customers want a better experience and I think it's on the restaurant to take back control of it. I completely agree. So kind of in closing here, obviously you have this API and SDK to tie in your systems into native applications. Uh, Is this a, I'm assuming it's a white label solution, I mean, we do offer some some very simple out-of-the-box capabilities, but then, of course, we also, you know, having grown up with a lot of our customers, um, we offer a, a lot of things that we can further customize should the needs arise. But I think the, the, the way that our, our product works, um, 
works like, like we mentioned earlier from a smaller business who's just kind of figuring it out and they have so many deliveries and they just can't manage it. Or you're looking at somebody like Panera that's doing uh, a, a tremendous amount of deliveries uh, across their entire internal fleet. So Adriana, I have to ask you, what's the future development of off-premise? You know, what's the next big thing out there that you guys are concentrating on? You know, I've been thinking about that a lot myself. And while I don't think a third party is going to go any, anywhere, I don't think that uh, every restaurant is going to adopt self for first or native delivery. I, I am really curious to see how ghost kitchens go from here. You've had so many different ones pop up in, the, in these last couple of months and I think really take hold um, as restaurants are, are continuing to shut down or not be able to serve people uh, for on-premise needs. They're looking for ways to cut costs uh, and that overall overhead of, of having an actual eat-in restaurant. I, I think ghost kitchens might be one of the, the things that are going to really help restaurants moving forward. I agree. As a matter of fact, a little hint to our listeners, I have a ghost kitchen and virtual kitchen uh, mini series coming up. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, it is definitely trending. It is hot. It was, it was trending long before COVID, but like anything else in technology and process wise, COVID has really sparked a lot of ingenuity and people moving forward with kind of the things they were sitting around thinking about. But this gives a restaurant the opportunity to get into a location without spending the millions of dollars of you know, a uh, brick and mortar location. One last question for you. How does a listener contact you or your company to learn more about Bring? Well, as I am the restaurant lead uh, for this particular industry, you may reach me via email, which is Adriana, A-D-R-I-A-N-A at bring.com. And that is bring with two G's. Adriana, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and the listeners to talk about Bring and your solutions for native delivery. It has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. That is some pretty powerful technology, let me tell you. I know when I did a deep dive with Bring, I got excited about the possibilities they had to offer and how their solutions could integrate seamlessly into our native digital solutions. It's all about becoming more efficient and providing more solutions for your guests that make their life easier. Thanks for all of you who have been interacting with me and asking me questions on my social media channels as well as email. Remember, you can reach me at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can go to the website, skipkimble.com. You'll get the show notes there. Also, you can reach our comment hotline, 954-302-0851. And you can shoot me an email, skip at skipkimple.com. Now, at the top of the show, I mentioned a new contest. What is that all about, Skip? Well, great question, and I am glad you asked. Remember back about a month ago to episode 18 with Doug Smith from DTIQ? Well, here's a little reminder as to what is up for grabs. So ladies and gentlemen, what we have for you today as a giveaway is a one-year subscription of the DTIQ service solution, which will include our video and cloud services, uh, data analytics, data services, video analytics, and two smart audits per month uh, for a 12-month period valued at over $1,800. In an attempt to really support that and get that through the, one, of our, one of your listeners' doors, 
We're also going to provide a DTIQ 10 terabyte NVR, which is your network video recorder, along with either a 16 channel PoE switch to power existing uh, IP cameras or an anal 16 channel analog encoder to power 16 analog uh, cameras. Additionally, we're providing an uninterruptible power supply, all to be installed by our team. Hardware install total value, $2,100. Um, so it's our hope that one of your existing customers uh, with existing cameras uh, enters this contest and um, we can provide a, a true managed video experience for that individual uh, through this giveaway. This is an amazing opportunity for you all to get that gear and service and it is very easy to enter. Just go to skipkimple.com forward slash contest and get your entries in there. You can actually earn new entries every single day. We will be running this contest for about a month and we will be announcing the winner on my Thanksgiving bonus episode. Let me ask you, is a prize package valued at $3,900 worth your time to put your name in the hat? I'll let you answer that question. It is that time of the month again where we will have a bonus episode for this Thursday. Yep, two days from now. I have Jim Knight who needs no introduction to many of you. Motivational speaker, author, and podcast host, Jim and I have a blast talking about things like, well, I don't know, mullets, spider cuisine. Yes, you heard that right. And of course, Jim's thought that rocks. Speaking of rocking, this certified rock star has a lot to share, and we are going to have a fun time doing it. Now, next Tuesday, we pick back up with our regularly scheduled show as I speak with my good friends over at Omnivore. Yes, you have heard me mention their name a million times between this podcast and all of my speaking events I have done. You are going to hear why I am such a fan of their product and service. Well, that's a wrap and yet another podcast in the books. Heck, it's not just another podcast. This is actually my 25th episode of this show. I have to tell you, my production calendar is filled through 2021 with amazing content. I haven't even scratched the surface yet. Only a couple more days until we talk again. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry, my friends.